Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome to another great episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And we wanted to talk to you today about an interesting topic. And actually comes from one of my lovely wife's book, from Bar- Hannah, from Baron to Blossom. And in case you're wondering what Baron to Blossom means, I guess the way my wife described it as being empty, being sterile, nothing around you, void, everything void. In other words, empty space, nothing around you. But the, anyway, I just thought we would uh, talk to you about this. It's, uh, the, the title of the show is called Sweet Fruit from Surrender. It actually uh, describes a situation with Samuel. Uh, as you guys remember Samuel, his lovely wife was Hannah, right? No? Well, won't you jump in here and uh, explain it to Because I'm actually doing a horrible job. <laughs> uh, doing good enough. Yes. The topic is sweet food is fruit of surrender. Now, we all surrender our lives over to the Lord when we first receive Him as Savior. We know He is the Son of God. We know we need to repent of our sins. We know that we want to spend eternity. We're going to have to make that decision here on earth where we want to spend it. And the only way to get there is by receiving Jesus Christ. And that is one form of surrender. But you're going to be growing as a Christian just like you do in life. You know, we grow from a baby to a toddler to a kid to a teenager, a young adult, an adult, okay? And with each stage, there's some learning processes, right? Well, it's the same thing in our spiritual walk. You have to learn to yield, to surrender your will to God. We go through life and we think after we've been saved that we got this. Then as life starts hitting us, we find that sometimes we want our own way and part of it is fear of the unknown not knowing what's going to happen and so we pray in a way that we think this is the way it needs to happen god and i want it to happen in this amount of time oh yeah and i bet he's up there smiling as you're saying it so this came from hannah from Baron to blossom and i'm reading in the bible And I'm coming to verse 5 in the first chapter. And when God wants to get through to me in something, I always feel this, get this feeling inside of me that I can't move on. There's something more here. And I was going through stuff in my own life when I first was saved. And even since then, we always grow and we find ourselves in a place where we just need to surrender. I'm not trusting God. I'm worrying more than I'm trusting. And Hannah was married to Elkanah. And he also had another wife, Penina. And he says in verse 5, here's the verse, but to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. That kind of stuck with me. That, okay, Her womb being closed denotes to me some form of punishment. But 
Elkanah truly loved her more than his other wife because he gave her the double portion. So that to me seems like she was loving and had a sweet, a sweet spirit about her. So why would God close her womb? And that kind of stuck with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that makes you kind of wonder people, doesn't it? Because for, uh, for a woman, having her womb closed means really it's devastating to her. Of course, we guys, we would have no idea what what that would mean to us. But uh, we would think that, well, um, we can't have kids. Um, uh, so I, 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 I imagine that would be pretty devastating to a woman. Wouldn't it, hon? Yes. And when you're going through a trial, and this was Hannah's, and God had a purpose for it, but she didn't know that yet. You see, if she'd have been able to have children all along, God's purpose wouldn't have followed suit. And so he had a reason for this, just like sometimes there's a reason for our trials. Our trials are not always because we've sinned. Sometimes, yes, they are, and they're consequences of our own actions. And sometimes they're the consequences of somebody else's actions. And it was something done to us. But even in that case, God promises to help and restore us. And sometimes it's just to draw something out of us. And this is the case with Hannah. You see, as I began to research that, and the Lord kept telling me, go deeper, go deeper, that I looked up the meaning of the word clothes, and I found some awesome definitions of it, which I you know, will uh, tell you in the book if you read it. But that wasn't it. I still kept feeling go deeper. And then I got it. It wasn't go deeper looking into the meaning of the word closed. It was go deeper. Go deep within yourself. Go. She had to go way down deep. She had a desire. And that trial, she had to, she had to get close to, the, to God. She had to surrender all. And there was a fruit that was going to come to it. And as I started to figure that out, I got it. Because, see, I had been in, in a marriage where for 20 years I was married to an alcoholic and, and a drug addict. I was married to him longer, but that's how long that his addiction took place. And it was horrible. You know, he would go through withdrawals and then he would go through rages just so he could get a fix. And me and our two boys, we were the ones that suffered at it. And a deep fruit of um, fear just grew within me. It rooted itself way down deep and it was a feeling of worthlessness and that I didn't matter. And I prayed so hard, God, get me out of this. See, I identified with her. And I was in such a deep depression that I wanted to end it. And our teenage boys, we were at the front of the property with their friends. And they come back or they had no reason to. But see, that was God. But see, when you're wanting to commit suicide, and I hope listeners, you're out there listening to this. If you had someone who did, maybe this can help relieve the anger. It's not because they wanted to leave you. 
It was because that depression and that darkness that took over them was so deep and so thick you could cut it with a knife. It was nothing but pain, nothing but darkness, and it was so extreme that they had to get rid of it, they had to get away from it, and they had to do it now. And the only way to get me out of that was to change my focus, and God did that by sending my boys. They came back and said, Mom, we love you. And then I heard a voice from God as they walked back to the front. That was all they wanted, and I knew that was God. And he said, see, if you do this, who will be there to love them. That's pretty powerful, isn't it, folks? Her only two boys, who are teenagers, about what age, hon, would you say they were? Um, um, Fifteen-ish, And they were playing with their friends. What, yeah. what, what were they playing with their friends? Oh, you? I don't know. They were just up front, probably yeah. just talking. Oh, just. So they leave their friends who they're pretty close to hanging out with to come back in the backyard and tell them that tell you that they love you. Wow, folks. When when have you ever seen any teenage boys do that? I personally never have. But that's pretty awesome just to think that uh, God loves you so much that he sent your boys back here to tell you that they love you and so they could change your thinking, change your direction of thinking. That's pretty awesome. Don't you think, folks? Right, that is pretty awesome. And... You see, I had given my heart to the Lord, or so I thought, but before, but it was head knowledge. And at this point is when I surrendered. This point when I got it and I said, I can't do this life thing without you, and I gave my heart to the Lord. And this is when the head and the heart agreed, and I was born again. This is when I began to write. This is when I began to read and study the Bible. This is what began what would birth such a deep passion in me not only an, another passion is going to ensue from um, this hell I lived through for 20 years but the ministry that God has birthed in me and the books that he's birthed in me I needed to read the Bible I need to study the word I needed to know it and the Bible was my lifeline I couldn't get enough of it because see I felt God's love. I felt love coming into me when I was reading the Bible. It was like it was alive. And verses would be illuminated off the page and it had to do with what I was going through or feeling. And a warmth and a peace came into me. And that was the only love I felt besides my boys. And that gave me strength. That gave me strength to go on and see that trials the trials God allowed it because he had a purpose he wanted me to draw close to him so what life how would your life be different if you would surrender your will and stop trying to control everything that happened in your life what would what would happen if you would just do that that's a good question folks what would you guys do what, I think that would be pretty awesome just to Give yourself over to God and let Him change your life. And once you do that, He will give you a new life, which is entitled of our ministry, Your New Life Ministries. Once you surrender to God, He will give you a new life as long as you let Him. See, He did the same thing to my lovely wife. He gave her a new life. And I think the reason why she wrote this book from Hannah, From Baron to Blossom, because she related to Hannah that much. 
See, God took her womb, closed it, so she could learn some lessons that God needed to teach her in order to birth a son, which her son, she named Samuel, right? Yes. So that, and she had to learn that. We don't know how long it took her to learn that, but the point is she was learning it. And when she finally got it, she got her son, and she got some more children after that, didn't she? Huh? Yes, she did. See, listeners, yes, su surrendering to God and surrendering your life is one thing. But surrendering your will, that's kind of a day-by-day -day thing. And the more you do it and the more God provides for you, you grow up as a Christian, you mature, and you learn to trust Him. That's what faith is all about. And honestly, this goes back to my favorite verse in the Bible, for we walk by faith, not by sight. You see, God himself is not going to come out of, the, out of the sky to direct us as to where we need to go. He's going to give us subtle signs, people, and just direction from the Bible. He will put it on our hearts to learn something, and he'll put people in our path to direct us to where we need to go. And it all comes from one source. Well, actually two sources. One, the Bible. Two, prayer. And that's what we need to do, is just to learn to let go and learn to read the Bible and just learn to listen to our consciousness and the people around us, because that's where we're going to find our answers. And as if you didn't know your conscience or that little voice, that's the Holy Spirit within you. So what would happen? What direction would your life go in if you would stop fighting? If you would just surrender? If you told God, my way is not working, I've done it over and over again, and the end result is still the same. Stuck, depressed, addicted, angry, lying to everyone, fearful, and so on and so forth. I'm ready to do it your way. What would happen if you would just do that? What would happen if you would just surrender? Because, hey, you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's just not going to happen. It's like going out and planting apple seeds and expecting an orange tree to grow. That's not going to happen either. You know, I was just getting ready to fix the fiction to say that. The exact same thing. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that. Wow. That's pretty awesome, isn't it, people? But uh, we're fixing to take a break here real quick, and we'll come back and finish up this discussion. We're going to play this song which really hits home for this particular topic. It's called Thy Will by Hilary Scott and the Scott family. So we'll be right, right back right after this. I'm so confused.
So first, the trial. So Hannah is in this trial because she's desperate. She's desperate to have a child. And it's going on for a while and she's praying and she's not eating. And so it the desire is so strong and it's birthed from the anguish that she's feeling because of the trial. And we learn this by reading 1 Samuel 1, verses 8 through 10. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on, on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. She, she wept. And he even thought she was drunk. And she said, he told her to stop drinking. But she wasn't drunk. And she told him, no, I was, she was praying from her heart. And she told him she was in prayer. And that, you know, that she was upset. 
And he said that her prayer would be answered. You see, in that deep anguish, she promised the Lord that she would give her firstborn son to the service of God. That was the purpose for Samuel. And that's what that's why this long trial happened. Because if she'd have had children all along, would she have need to have made that promise? You know, that's a very good question. If uh, God put her through that trial, the chances are that she probably wouldn't have promised what she promised to the Lord in the first place. So that's why she went through that. Now, does it say in the Bible how long she went that far? I mean, how long did it take her to learn that lesson? Does it say? No, I, I, you could probably figure it out by the timelines, but I haven't read that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to read uh, you what she said in First Samuel uh, 1 11 yeah it's called it says then she made a vow and said O Lord of hosts if you will indeed look on your affliction of your maidservant which is her and remember me and not forget your maidservant but will give you maidservant give your maidservant a male child then I will give him to the Lord all these days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. Now, why does she feel the need to say no razor upon his head? Because that was a Nazarite vow. A Nazarite vow is you don't cut your hair. And I you see. don't drink any fermented drink. And it's of a promise and a vow. And you commit. it's a form of committing yourself to God. And if you read... Uh, in the book of Judges, where you read about Samson, that's where he got his strength from. He it had taken a Nazarite vow. And it's a good story to read because he was had supernatural strength from God. And God used him greatly until um, a woman got the better of him. You know, we all have our weaknesses. You know, women, it's always about the women, isn't it? About deceiving and stuff like that because Eve did that to Adam and now and now Samson does that with his uh, Delilah D Delilah what is it with women I, which I love women don't get me wrong I love my wife to death but it just makes you wonder um, why is it that men always fall for the deceitfulness well uh, this is a story in the Bible if you've not read it you need to read it because she wasn't true to him. Delilah wasn't true to him. And she deceived Samson. She deceived Samson into telling him where he got his strength from. Because he didn't tell anybody. And she cut his hair. Okay. Now, did she get any strength? Or did anybody else get any strength once no. they cut? No, they just got power over Samson. And see, um, that should tell you something listeners that should tell you to keep your eyes focused on the Lord because Satan is always going to tempt you to lure you away from the Lord and that's the main thing is you stay on your walk and you stay in your course with God you wake up with him every day you talk to him as a friend but then you pray to him also you go to church because you fellowship with other believers there you can learn from them 
And it's just fun, you know, to fellowship with other people and other like-minded, like-hearted people. And also, we can learn from the pastor. And also, it's an opportunity for us to help out and serve others. And you grow. If you didn't talk to your best friend, if you didn't talk to your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, how long do you think that relationship would last? We need communication, and you need to talk to them. And so you grow as you spend time with God. You need to keep your eyes focused on him. They say he's the bread of life. Well, if you don't partake of that bread, you're not going to be spiritually strong enough to last when temptation comes. And that's what happened to Samson. He was weak spiritually because he got lured away from his bread. From well, he got tipped because all the strength he possessed. He thought he was bigger than everybody else till he told Delilah where his strength came from. Or so, Honestly, I think the hair is a metaphor. I really do think the head Because if you cut somebody's hair and they don't get that strength that Samson had, that just tells me God gave him that strength. Mm -hmm. And it's from the vow. It's from the vow that he took. Mm -hmm. So back to our story here. Yes, back to the story. The promise was to surrender her firstborn son to God to be used by him. Your surrender doesn't have to be as drastic. But listen to your heart and what God's telling you and obey. See, as I surrendered to God, I found the love and peace of God, and I found strength. It's the focus on God. It's doing what He's told you to do. It was that vow that Samson made, the, and, and it's the obedience, and I found strength to continue on, and purpose was birthed in me, and now I am writing book number 28. I've had 27 books published, and they've all came from God. Hannah from Baron to Blossom is one of them. And if you'd like to read this story and find out so much more that I have in this book, that um, go on our website on the contact us page and send us a note and we will give you a 20% off coupon that's only good for those who listen to this podcast and we will send you a code that you can use at checkout. So back to the story. She surrendered. She surrendered and she finally um, made that promise that promise wouldn't have happened if she hadn't have been through that long trial what would happen if you surrendered to the master potter instead of playing tug of war with him so you could give it to him completely to mold into shape and do a much better job than we can what an amazing world we would live in if we would just get out of our own way surrender our whole selves to God and let him lead the way it, it will be an awesome awesome experience if we can all just do that but no our free will our free way to make a choice always gets in the way because oh we always have second guesses oh will God really do this oh will really God do that oh is God really real all those answers are already on earth one being in the Bible, and two, if Jesus didn't wasn't never here, then uh, why is his tomb in Jerusalem? I mean, why is his birthplace in Jerusalem? They always celebrate his birthday every single year, and yet we keep on saying that God doesn't exist. Well, then you got half a billion other people in Jerusalem that uh, is living a false identity. And they found his shroud. 
Yes. The shroud that covered him in his burial tomb. Well, they got the tomb over there too, and uh, you can't tell me that that's not God's tomb. You can't tell me. That's right. See, we need to learn to trust him. If he would come and die for us on the cross in such an excruciating death, you read in verse 14, I think, and 15 of Isaiah chapter 52 that he was beaten beyond human recognition. Why would he go through all that and experience so much pain? Why would he go through all that and have nails in his hands and his wrist and in his feet? And he had to carry a 300-pound cross up a hill to Golgotha. Why would he go through all that? He didn't have to. He was already up in heaven with God. Why would he go through all of that if he didn't love us? And yet, day after day, we seem to worry as if we think we need to control what happened. We forget who's in control. And verse, in Proverbs um, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it tells us to lean not on our own understanding. That means we don't have to understand everything. It says just to trust Him. Yeah, it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Exactly. Because we can't follow a simple roadmap to go down the street, let alone anything else. I mean, we just don't have the understanding that we need to function in this world. We think we do. We think we know what we want. But the truth deep down is we don't know what we want. God knows us better than we know ourselves. So he actually formed us inside the womb. He formed us in his own image. And yet, we still keep denying him, and we still think we know what we want, but we actually don't. That's right. And see, when Hannah finally came to that place of surrender, she did end up having a child, and she named him Samuel. Verse 20 of chapter 1, So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him, from the Lord and see what came about of the promise from Sam, for Samuel de devoting him to the Lord's service she gave him to be raised up under Eli the priest and so because of that he became a priest he was a prophet he was the first to anoint kings when the Israelites decided they wanted a king Samuel was the, the one who anointed the first king and he was also the last of the judges. See, because of Samuel, the Israelites were blessed by God through him so much. And that wouldn't have happened through Hannah had she not made that promise, had she not gone through that trial. The trial I went through where I identified with her is I was in such deep depression for so long and felt so worthless for so long and then when God came along and I finally understood love that's why I drew so close to reading the Bible and that's where the many books that he has given me was birthed see fruit fruit comes from surrendering fruit comes from doing it his way and he's got such an abundant blessed way prayers to answer for you above that you can all, all think ask or imagine he is an Ephesians 320 God 
in case you all don't know Ephesians 3 20 and 21 it says now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever amen if that doesn't say it all I don't know what does but um, all we have to do is surrender people all we have to do is get out of our own way do what we need to do to glorify God and it's if you would stop trying to put him in a box saying I think I need to do it this way I need to do it. God I you know I need this prayer answered and in your mind you've got it all laid out how he's gonna answer it. we're all guilty of that okay he is not a drive-up fast-food restaurant where you drive up through the drive-in window. Um, uh, I need $50 to pay this um, medical bill. Um, and, oh, and I need it in two weeks. Thank you, God. Really? Yeah, that's, that's, oh. not, that's not going to happen, people. He's going he's gonna to do things in his time, and his time is much better than ours. We are impatient by nature. That's one of our bigger flaws is that we are definitely impatient. Well, if we just get out of our own way, be patient, and do what we need to do as far as what God wants us to do, we will be better. But, um, um, hold on, uh, surrender and finance. Um, yes, we just need to surrender, ask God, just give it everything that He we need to give Him to, and just pray to Him, and He will take care of everything. He will do it when He needs when He needs to do it. I learned that the hard way, being single um, for a long time before God, and this just happened out of nowhere, blessed me with Donnie who treats me like a princess so far the other end of the spectrum from my ex-husband. Uh, true blessing. It is truly because God is in Ephesians 3.20. And now we have this awesome ministry that God has birthed and it's just go, it's going into all the nations. That is God. And I surrendered. And, oh, yeah, surrendering the finances, that was not easy. But he taught me. I started it off little by little. Because, hey, I lived on a budget. And I have this spreadsheet where I live by budget what I'm going to pay each week. I had to because I only had me to count on or so I thought. And when I finally started, you know what? I am going to tithe. And I'm going to tithe what I'm called to tithe. And what God lays on my heart. And you see, tithing shouldn't be a chore. Tithing is an act of worship. It's, it's an act of surrender in itself. You're surrendering your finances to the Lord. And even as Paul went, you share, right? You share in the gospel. That's what we're doing. So when I tithe to my local church, you know, it takes money to have those lights on in that church and to pay maybe the rent that they have on the building and the AC and the water. Um, and hey, the pastors don't, the pastors, uh, they don't have a regular job. Preaching is their job. And as God told the high priest that um, when they were coming into the promised land, that they weren't gonna get in a lot of the land because they were high priests and they were gonna be living off the offerings that's what our that's what our pastors and our ministers are supposed to be doing living off the offerings of the people and not only that 
they give to different ministries and missions. And we have these missions that we give to. They come to our church to thank us ever so often. And so, you know, I can't go to our, our missionaries that we have overseas. I can't go to them. I can't go to Mexico to the missions that we support over there. But you know what? I'm there in spirit. Exactly. Exactly. But with tithing, all we're doing is giving back what's already God's in the first place. He's just letting us use it. And that's all we're doing. God, it, God created everything in this world, including our money. You understand, people? So we're just giving back what's already God's. He's just letting us use it. And that's what you have to think about because he created the trees. He created the trees. Trees make what? Lumber and paper. Paper is money. Everything. Exactly. So all we're doing is giving back to God what he already owns. We're just borrowing it. And, and if you're worried about a job, maybe a job promotion or maybe about a job that you need, um, listen to his heart and his direction. Listen, people, to what he's telling you. If he's telling you, if you keep, something keeps coming up over and over and over again, and you keep pushing aside, oh, no, I'll never get that. Listen. You will, because that's probably God. Okay? And, and, and surrender that fear and just put it in his hands. Surrender is putting it in his hands. Whatever the problem is that you have, put it in his hands. Surrender over and reap the fruit. Yes, exactly, people. Well, we're going to close out here, but we're going to do a do a prayer. And one of our one of my good one of my friends here that I met this past week, her name is Julie, and she asked me to do a prayer for her as well. So my wife and I are going to do a prayer for her. She's asking for a prayer for uh, her mental and physical well-being. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And Julie, if, Julie, if you're listening, this prayer is for you and all of our other loyal listeners out there. Dear Lord, I ask you to please bless us. Please bless my list, our listeners out there, including Julie, and make sure she feels better and overcome her issues that she's having in her life, Lord. And as well as be with our loyal listeners here and around the world. Please bless them and be with them when they go about their daily lives, Lord. And please be with my lovely wife and I as we live as we live and to glorify you, Lord. And please help us minister to all the people that we that you call us to minister to, Lord. And please be with our family and friends in our, in our country as our country is going through some real rough times too, Lord, as you already know. And please, be, please be with everyone as we say, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. But uh, if you could, people, just follow us here. If you like our podcast, you like our topics, or if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, please reach out to us through our email on our website at yournewlifeministries.org. And uh, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and like us on uh, Facebook and uh, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. All right, uh, talk at you later, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.